Welcome into episode 30 of the Godly Young Men Podcast. Episode 30. This has flown, man. It really has. has We're over halfway to 50. Like, it's it's, It's crazy crazy that we started in January. We are so appreciative of all the support of everybody who watches and listens and comments. We read every single comment. Um, I think back to the one where... Somebody commented about Reese being more athletic than me. That's that comment still <laughs> sticks out of my brain. I know who it was too. Good, good guy, Jacob. Shout out Jacob if he still watches and listens. But anyway, thirty episodes in, we're super grateful for everybody who has participated, and and we we pray this is beneficial. Yeah. Uh, with all the different topics that we that we've hit on, um, and so what we're talking about with this episode, how to be a gentleman. Uh, it's kind of a part two to what we talked about last week. We yeah. covered dating. Is dating a good idea? We talked maybe we talked about maybe more of an intentional dating and, and what young men should be aimed towards when it comes to girls and relationships and what they should stay away from as far as what the culture does with dating. So this this episode again, sort of a part two about okay, now that you're in a relationship, maybe you're engaged, maybe you're married. How do you how do you be a gentleman? Because there's right. so many different types of guys, and we're gonna we've got. What is it? Six that we're gonna, six, including yeah. the gentleman, that we are going to talk about of different ways that guys can be towards girls. We've had a how to talk to girls episode. This is gonna be different because this is more of a how do you treat a girl? And yeah. obviously the goal is to treat them like you know you being the gentleman towards them. We're gonna save that one for the end, and we'll spend the most time on that one. But Joe's there. You put together a great a great outline. There's like five other versions of guys that you can be. Right. That obviously we don't think any of these are good. We want to steer you towards the gentleman, but let's talk about some of the um, some of the other variants of how guys can be, how, how they can treat girls. Right. And why and, why godly young men should stay away from those. And this is not a, an exhaustive list. Matter of fact, as we go through, if we get to the end, I'm just going to say right now so I don't forget. If you get to the end and go, well, they didn't talk about this guy, you know, this type of guy. Let us know. But the things that we're talking about, the types of guys, the the different approaches maybe as we're talking, I think we start with the jerk. Um, maybe there's kinder words. I don't know. The mean guy, but he's a jerk. Yeah. And this is somebody that as they're in a relationship with a girl, again, as we're on the back end of somebody who's gotten in a relationship, dating, courtship, whatever, um, and, and we're thinking about how to treat a girl, we, we know the guys who are jerks. And yeah. what this is is they talk about themselves all the time. They're very self-obsessed and the girl just rotates around them at all times and and so it's this guy's focus and they oh yeah well the girl is kind of on the side but i've got my own things going on now there's a other side to it we're going to get into that of making sure that she's not your entire world but the jerk is somebody who talks about himself all the time he doesn't listen to her boundaries she says i don't appreciate when you do this and he goes i don't really care and i'm just going to continue to do it um extremely self-centered is the way that i would put it like yes their world revolves around themselves and honestly for a lot of these guys, the only reason that they get into a relationship or the only reason that they have a girlfriend is because why? Because it makes them look better. Right. It's a better advertisement for them. Like, look, I got a good looking girl. Look how exactly. great I am. They don't really care anything about the girl. It's all about making them look better. Usually they're going for the hottie. Yep. Right. They're they're going for the, they don't really care about taking care of her. They don't care about being nice. They care about what everybody else sees of them, which is, yeah, they're going to get the hottest chick possible. And so, yes, right. it's very self-centered. A lot of times they're controlling. You're going to do this and you're going to work out this many times. And you're going to, like, they have all of these stipulations. If you're going to be with me, then you're going to do this, 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 this. Again, we're going to come back toward the end of setting expectations is good. But the controlling aspects, I think that's a big, uh, you see guys like Andrew Tate. 
I think the guy's a jerk. I think he's got some I good ideas. I talked to a guy the other day that had no idea who Andrew Tate no was. No way. I was shocked. I no was way. like, and this was a guy that's pretty plugged in. He was like, I don't know who Andrew Tate is. Really? It's crazy. Sorry. 15 random. to 25, I'm I'm hoping you guys. 95% actually, of our I don't know that I'm right. hoping you know who he is. Yeah, it's probably better if you don't. <laughs> that's very true. He's very problematic. But I think he's a jerk in a lot of ways because he's all about dominance and control. That's why he went into Islam instead of Christianity right. is he kind of wants the dominant control side. Um, so the jerk is somebody who likes to control the girl he's with. Um, you know, one of the elements of this that you see is when they're when when the guys in conversation. This episode is brought to you by Dutch Bros, by the way. In case in case you have not noticed, here you go, here you go. And if you're listening, yes, we're gladly drinking our Dutch Bros. <laughs> um, but one of the things you see with the, this guy and the girl that, that's in conversation is he's not really paying attention to her. Right. She's talking to him, and he's maybe you know he's, maybe he's glazed over, maybe he's checking, checking his phone, his, checking his know, phone, yeah. kind of looking around, like yeah, yep. yeah, okay. That's a hallmark of this is that they don't actually the jerk actually doesn't really care what his girlfriend or fiance or wife and unfortunately in many instances yeah. what they're what they're saying what what yeah. they're feeling he just doesn't care because guess what or because why because his world revolves around him his needs yeah. his wants his desires he couldn't care less what his girlfriend wants we throw around the term narcissist yes. a lot in the culture and I think it's way overused but I would say the jerk is the narcissist who just doesn't like you said he doesn't care and and the other side of it is like. You'll see these guys, and it's a control thing, but they ghost, the girl will be texting to ghost them. So the girl texts and needs something or is, you know, wanting something. And, and so it's all these mind games, the manipulation. And it's very easy for guys to get in this because if you're hearing specifically from guys like, bless you guys, like Andrew Tate, that it's about control. You want to make sure that she knows you're in control. The gentleman will know, the, the gentleman's girlfriend, wife, will know who's in control in their relationship right. in terms of headship. Without you having to do ridiculous things like ghost her over text and make her beg for the relationship. Like, that's not appropriate, but a lot of what you're being fed as young men is that's what's appropriate, is you want to just dominate and show your dominance at every turn. If you're having to show your dominance through stupid things like this, are you really in control? Right. Not really. So there's that. I think the other side of it that we'll wrap up and move on, but, you know, for the jerk, they don't ever show affection. They don't show love. They don't dote on the... Um, on their girl and so getting them something flowers that's dumb look let me just say we all know flowers are dumb can we can we agree (laughs) waste of money they're a waste of money but here's the thing if it matters to her is it dumb right that's that's all it comes down there's a lot of chick flicks that are stupid movies bingo watch them exactly like you still do it because it matters to her so we can all look at it and the utilitarian guys like oh why would i spend money on flowers you know those are gone they have no value (laughs) it has value to her so it should have value to you but the jerk is the guy who doesn't show affection he doesn't buy his wife flowers or his girlfriend anything because again he's he's self-centered he's thinking about himself he doesn't think about her birthday or or any of the other important days in her life don't be the jerk don't be the jerk let's talk about the flip side of this because there might be a tendency to think okay the jerk is really really bad let's let's maybe migrate towards this next guy that we're about to talk about we this guy is i don't want to say he's he's as bad but he's pretty close he's pretty close if he's not yeah desperate guy oh my word pretty much the polar opposite of the jerk in, right. in a lot of ways. It's it's the guy that he worships the ground that, that his girlfriend walks on, that she can do absolutely no wrong, that That's he right. is just, he's unworthy to, to have her. And, and you see these guys that literally, they they they're, they come across as so desperate yep. that you hear things like, well, I don't deserve her. I'm, I'm, I'm not, just not good enough for her. Exactly. Stuff like that. And it's like, dude, have a little self-respect. Like right. You don't have to swing all the way to the Andrew Tate side to have a little bit of respect for yourself and to think, you know, no, I'm, I'm worthy of having a girl like this. But you see these guys that are just, they're so desperate. And honestly, 
cringy is the word that I like. Oh, it's, big just, time. it's it's rough to be around. It's as annoying as anything that I can think of. Is is the desperate guy who is just constantly kissing up, constantly like this is how I get on her good shallow side. praise. Like, exactly, exactly. Instead of and and the worst thing about this is the jerk doesn't care what other people think. This guy does, but he does everything for the what a nice guy. Right, and he doesn't want to get on her bad side because he's he doesn't you know believe enough in himself. But he can convince himself that this is him being really nice. He can convince right. himself I'm just a humble guy. I'm being humble because I'm saying how great she is. But in reality, he's desperate and he's desperately afraid of losing her. And so guess what? He never does. Never calls her out. That's right. He never, never sets says boundaries. what's on his mind. Never yep. sets boundaries. Never. Express, never, never expresses what, what he wants out of the relationship. Right. Never expresses, uh, like you were about to say, like he doesn't stand up for himself. Like, Bingo. So when she's hearts. wrong, he doesn't stand up to her, right? Because yeah. it's like, well, I might lose her. And so I'm desperate for the relationship, and I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize that. And so he gets run over time and time and time and time again. She rules his life. They get married. She runs the household. And he's miserable 15 years in a marriage and cannot figure out why. He's the manny while the wife goes out and makes the money, and he doesn't have an ounce of right. self-respect because this is what he's been doing all along. Is He was desperate when he was dating at 16 or whatever it was, right, 20 years old. He's still desperate at 35 to make sure, man, I might get left. Don't be desperate. If you're getting a girl, you ought to know I am good enough to be right. in this relationship. Don't swing to the other side, the pendulum to the jerk of I'm the, the most important thing in the relationship. You're both important, but you both deserve to be there. And if you don't deserve your wife, why are you with her? You could speak more of this because of what you do for a living, but I would imagine insecurity is probably the root of this, right? Of, Absolutely. Of, of the desperation. Absolutely. Of like, I, it, it's insecurities founded in like... You don't feel manly. You don't feel whatever. Like I, right. again, you could probably get into that more. But the point is, like I, I will come out and basically say that I think this is as bad as the jerk. Because mm. what is what is it setting the stage for in a marriage and in leading the family, which you kind of already hinted at? She's going to run the household. Yeah, You're exactly. Never going to have the backbone to stand right. up when maybe she makes a wrong decision or has an opinion that's flat out wrong. If you're just the desperate, insecure guy that's just, oh my goodness, so grateful and so lucky to have her. You're never going to have the backbone to say up to her. You're never going to have the backbone to say, no, we're going to raise our kids this way, or we're going to do this with our kids, yeah. or we're going to do this with our vacation time, or whatever it is. And again, not that you need to be domineering. We're not going to swing that far. But it, it's really bad to be this type of guy and be the quote-unquote leader of your family, because you right. won't be the leader of your family. There's In, in parenting, there's author, authoritarian. Well, there's neglectful and, and you know like abusive. But there's authoritarian, which is you're very... You know, like a my way goes, dictator, yeah, pound the pulpit type thing, like you're very authoritarian. What you want to be is authoritative. And what that is, is I don't have to pound the pulpit, but everybody knows who's in authority. Right. Right. And so that's important. Jack, my brother, had a great article on something like this. And the point is, if you wouldn't say it reverse, I'm just, I don't deserve my wife. Wow. You know, she's just so far above me and everything else. <laughs> reverse that. Would you be comfortable with her saying that about you? My, I just don't deserve my husband at all. He's so far above First me. of all, nobody ever says that. Like, nobody ever says <laughs> that. that. And you'd be, that'd be squirrely, man. I mean, you'd be like, uh-uh, that's really uncomfortable. Then why are you doing it? Yeah. Why would you say the same thing? So just don't be the desperate guy. The third is what I'm going to call the fraud. I know. This, this is interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how you describe this because I fully agree. But it, when we were talking about this, it was like, okay, how do we say this? Because there's, know, there's this a lot of different elements to this. So and this is going to yeah. sound so bad. This is going to sound so bad. Right <laughs> off the top. The fraud to me is the ultra spiritual who doesn't have an ounce of depth on anything else, but he can, basically he quotes scripture at you all the time. Like, <laughs> that sounds really mean, 
there's no depth to him. Maybe yeah. I should call him the shallow. But what I mean by the fraud is he's syrupy sweet to everyone. He's ultra spiritual all the time. He, you know, he's never has a care in the world. He's just easygoing, laid back. Nothing ever bothers him. Like happy is his only emotion. Exactly. <laughs> happy go lucky. Doesn't really show emotion other than just happy. Um, and he's oh wow, what a spiritual, what a spiritual guy. And nobody ever sees anything that he does. On wrong. paper, this guy looks like an A plus. Exactly, like ten out of ten. Yeah. On a spreadsheet, you're going, "Is there a better guy out here?" And right. so the the parents love him. This is the guy for my daughter because all he does is quote scripture. Man, he's amazing. <laughs> and in reality, the guy's got a raging porn addiction at home. But nobody yeah. can know that because he set it up. He set himself up as I'm ultra spiritual and he can't be real with anybody. He's projecting an image of himself. Yes. And I think that was that's, getting, that's why I use the word fraud. Is right. Because he's projecting an image of who he wants everybody to think that he is. That's exactly. why he's so sweet to everybody. That's why he, he comes across as insanely spiritual is because deep down he knows if anybody gets below this surface shallow layer of the facade that I put out there, you know, what are they going to see? And they right. don't want that. So that's why they project it. And this is one of those... I think the words, uh, the word authentic and vulnerable, they get thrown out. They're kind of buzzwords. They get yeah. thrown out far too much. But that's what that's where those words to me are incredibly important in which, oh, yeah. what you're looking for in a guy and a girl. But you want to be authentic. You, do, yeah. you want to be genuine. You don't want to be this fake person that you can. And the thing is, a lot of people can look at like you can point this out. In a lot of people like, yeah, that's fake. That's one hundred percent fake. Not everybody. There's guys out here that, that they can fool people into thinking that it's real, but th there needs to be a genuineness and an authenticity in the way that you treat your fiance, your significant other, your wife, of course. Don't be the, the, the fraud that is just trying to project an image that everybody else is going to like and think, man, he's the best type of guy, when if they get one inch below the surface, you're really not. Right. Don't lead with all your flaws. Well, I'm the worst guy in the world. That's that's the that's the desperate. Guy. That's the desperate guy. We're back to that, you know, or the victim or whatever it is. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. But at the same time, if your significant other never sees anything other than I'm super happy and I'm never stressed and everything is great, no, it's not. Right. Okay. And when you get into marriage, if it is now, it and won't always. Those be. type of guys also, you really can't have any kind of deep conversation with right. them about anything other than you know happiness or whatever all the time because there's again there's no authenticity. Right. You can't. You can't like they never. Another hallmark I would say is they never disagree with you about anything because they uh, just yeah. they just want to be agreeable. They just want right. to to be liked, and you know it's the type of thing like what's your favorite color, and they kind of make you answer first. Like, oh yeah, that's my favorite uh, color. Yeah, too. I love like, that one too. Yeah, never disagree about anything. Yep, because they want that image. Or the guy that you're telling about something really like I'm really afraid I'm going to lose my job. I mean, I my boss has been saying this, and there's layoffs, and my best friend just got fired yesterday, and I'm just really afraid I'm going to lose my job. Cast all your cares upon Jesus, for he cares for you. And then they walk away like, what? You didn't solve anything. That doesn't solve yeah. anything. Like, the bear one another's burdens in love, Galatians 6.1, right there, I fulfill the law of Christ. That doesn't come into play. You just quote scripture and walk away because he's ultra spiritual. Oh, wow, that just solved everything for me. Like, come on, man, be real with me for a second and be willing to be vulnerable, like you're saying. Yeah. Hit that vulnerable level. Be authentic with me and go, I'm really sorry. That's, let's pray about it. You know, that's fine to, to bring in scripture. Let's pray about it. I'm not saying the guy shouldn't be spiritual. You should not be marrying the bad boy that doesn't know anything about scripture. I'm not saying that. Please, hear that out. Please, please yeah. hear me. I'm not saying it's bad to be ultra spiritual. You said it perfectly with the idea of projection. Don't let his ultra spiritual projection fool you. Make sure that it's legit. Make sure that he knows how to use scripture like weave it into life instead of just dropping it as a bomb and it makes him look like a million bucks but he has no emotional depth make sure that he can provide both because you you have talked to I have talked to plenty of people who specifically I guess you know you hear stories I guess it's not that you talk to but you hear stories about girls who marry this ultra spiritual projection of a guy 
three years into marriage, it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't oh, know. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like the porn oh, yeah. addiction you brought up, or, or something. He's cheating you know, on him, or yeah, exactly. Tax cheat, or who knows what? Yeah, and a, a, an analogy I would use of what you were just talking about is like you hear sermons where they they drop sixty Bible verses, yeah. but there's no depth in it. Right. It's like that, that's right. exactly what you're talking about here, and so. Yep. There, it can be very easy for guys to put up this this spiritual again facade, yep. and you know again we're not saying that you need to act like you don't know the Bible, but there needs to be nuance to the way that you project your spirituality because again you don't want the Pharisee either the guy that just acts like he knows the Bible better than right. anybody else and again no, no depth to it no here's how you apply it now let me just drop a scripture anything to add to that before we move on if you're a girl listening to this and we have a few that do if you're a girl listening to this everybody is flawed. He will have sin in his life. If you don't know what that sin is, when you're deep into the relationship, that's a problem. He needs not lead with it per se, but he needs to be willing to have these spiritual conversations of, I really struggle with this, with X, Y, or Z. Maybe it's porn. Maybe it's something completely else. Maybe I struggle with jealousy. Just realize you're not marrying Jesus. You're not marrying the perfect man. You're marrying somebody who is real. Don't let him be be fraudulent. Let's go ahead and get us into the next one. So the next one that I would say is the goofball. It's the the guy who, we all know somebody like this. Everything's a joke. Right. You, you can't carry on a serious conversation with them. There is, again, probably no depth because everything's goofy. It's always yeah. being immature. It's always talking about, uh, you know, just childish things. Like, yeah. again, you've everybody's hung around this type of person. But if you're this type of guy in a relationship... The, the word turn off has negative content. It's it's a it's a turn off for a lot of girls in the sense that why would I want to be with this guy? What, what, right. If he can't take himself seriously, if he can't take life seriously, he's not going to take me seriously. Exactly. He doesn't take the relationship seriously. Right. This is a big problem when, speaking of projections, we're afraid of people seeing maybe the darkness underneath. I think it goes to the fraud as well, but I think the goofball just humorizes everything. If that's a word. Yeah. If I can use that. Where everything is a joke and that is a deflection because... Maybe they exactly insecurities and maybe they do lack depth. So just be aware, guys, fellas, as we're talking. Look, man, we I I like to think we have a great sense of humor. Yes, you and I laugh a lot. We've got a lot of jokes. We send. We're not saying you can't ever be funny. Exactly. We got group texts and funny memes and everything else. It's great to have a sense of humor. But if everything, every relationship you have, always turns into like you're making a joke out of nervousness every single time, and you maybe are on a date with a girl or you're around around her or whatever. And you always have to be the funny guy. Maybe, Again, maybe to go don't. back to the preaching analogy, you even hear, you hear preachers preach sermons like that, where every third line is a joke, and yeah. you're like, what, "What is he actually saying? He's saying nothing." Right? Like, you know, it's just a joke all the time. Which sounds good to the ears. We're all laughing, and it's, oh, this guy's hilarious. But hold on a second. Was there depth to that? Most often, so not. yeah. As a gentleman, we'll get into have a good sense of humor. It's okay to have a good sense of humor for sure. We're not saying don't, but don't be the goofball who can't take anything seriously. Girls look. For guys that are mature, yeah, and so again, there there are different types of humor. We were talking about this the other day. Like there, the immature sense of humor yeah. is is not that appealing, in my opinion. It's not no. a great character trait. They just goofiness. But you know, g- girls look for maturity in guys, and so again, we're not saying you can never be funny or drop a sarcastic whatever. But the goofball type of guy that's just making a joke out of everything, the self deprecating humor, the yeah. making a making a making an idiot out of himself. That's not great. I mean, that, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to go ahead and move us into this last one before we get into the gentleman. This one, I would say, you've heard all the other ones, you listen to it, and you think, well, this one that we're about to co- cover, not really that bad. And I will right. say it's probably better than the others. Also not great, though. Get us into this last yeah, one. Yeah, this last one, the fifth one, is the friend. Uh, and what do we mean by this? Super nice. Check. That's good. 
but you won't commit or you won't express your intentions of what you sure. want. This is the guy, sometimes they're out of the relationship. They're not actually in the relationship yet, and so they just want to be the friend of everybody. But you also see this with guys that are in the relationship. I knew a guy growing up, they finally did get married. I think they have two kids now. They were dating for 10 years. 10 oh years. I kid you not. It, I think it was over a decade that they were dating. Would not commit. Great guy. They were great friends. I mean, it was, it was good. But years. 10 years. Now, they were in the world, and I knew them from hockey, so there's no way they were pure. 10-year relationship is ridiculous, and there's no way you're staying pure in that, in my opinion. Um, and I don't think they were. But you can be super nice. You can be the friend. Dude, at some point, you got to commit. At right. some point, you got to express the expectation of, or the intentions of what you're looking to do here. This The friends sometimes, you'll see this on TV. It's kind of the trope. But like they listen to their problems, but you, you're not ever going to call out the girl if they need it. You're not ever going to provide the alternate view of like, but have you considered this? You know, I, I don't agree with that. You're always nice. And so maybe we could say this is Mr. Nice Guy. I don't think it's the desperate guy. It's not quite to that level. But it's just you're a friend to them in every way. You're, um, you're their equal. You're their equal. Bingo. Yeah, you're their equal. So you're not going to lead in the relationship. We're both equals here. And so I'm going to be, I'll treat you well. You treat me well. Okay, again, few checks in there. I mean, that's good. Sounds great. Yeah. It sounds great. But the equal, somebody's going to have to step up in the relationship. And the friend has a difficult time leading because, once again, we're more friends. I'm not your your husband or your boyfriend that's going to be on the patriarchal end. I'm going to lead and make sure we're, we know where we're going. I'll step back and I'll kind of let you take right. it sometimes. And, and why don't you just decide this and that? It's okay to let her decide where you're going to have to eat. But if you're talking about the nature of the relationship and whether you're going to get married or not... You need to lead. You need to be, the gentleman leads. The gentleman knows where he's going. The friend just has fun with the girl and is just super nice and really is kind of, does that make sense? Maybe yeah. I'm explaining No, you're covering it very it. well. Okay. I, I want us to go ahead and get into this. So we've covered all these. There, I'm sure there's more we could have yeah. come up with, but these are, the I would say, the most common. The jerk, the desperate guy, the, the, fraud, the, the fraud, spiritual fraud, kind of the goofball and the friend. Let's talk about the gentleman. That's what we're titling this episode, How to Be a Gentleman, yeah. because that's obviously what we believe every godly young man should be aiming themselves towards when it comes to you're in a relationship with a girl, you're engaged, obviously you're married. How do you treat them? You don't treat them in the way of being a jerk. You're not a fraud. You're not a goofball. You're a gentleman. Get us in. Again, you, you yep. did this outline, so I want you to kind of start this one, and I'll, I'll fill in the gaps here. What does a gentleman look like? When we're telling godly young men, godly young men to be gentlemen in their relationships, what does that look like? Let me start by saying this is not exhaustive. Okay, yeah. this is not exhaustive. We were talking bouncing ideas back and forth. Didn't make it in the in the outline. Look, we could go on for three hours about gentlemen. We asked the, our wives too. Yeah. And they were like, Well, you guys are experts in that. So no, they didn't. Exactly it. They said just whatever whatever you guys are doing. Right. Just exactly. Put that no, down they did not it. say that. No, but not exactly. <laughs> um But we did want to know like what makes a gentleman. Yeah. There's a lot of things. You again, you and I were talking about things such as helping out at you know, the concierge at a hotel. Look, maybe it doesn't make it in uh, into this outline. There's a lot of things. But here's the things that we thought were basically most important um, for this brief yeah. podcast. First, they ask questions. Sure. The gentleman asks questions. Instead of, yes, it's it's the exact opposite of the jerk. Everything revolves around you. Get to know your, your significant other. Get to know your spouse. Get to know your girlfriend, whatever it may be, your fiance. Never stop asking questions. There's the idea in dating, I'll ask questions enough to understand who she is. Get her in the relationship, maybe get married, and then things just kind of fall apart. As they say, never stop dating your wife. A big part of that, don't stop asking questions. Yeah, There are things, I learned something new about my wife, I think it was just the last week, 
that she said something. I thought, I didn't know that. Like, I, <laughs> I've never heard that since 2016. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we're coming up on seven years. There are people that are 50 years, and they said, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ask questions and get to know them. Um, what yeah, about tied, yeah. tied to this is the idea that you actively listen to... Not even you've got on here her problems, which which I I would agree with, but also just her opinions. Yeah, like you just act, her in general. You actively listen to her, um, and if it is a problem, maybe you know you're very attentive. You're offering thoughts again, as opposed to the what we were talking about earlier, checking your phone. You know, eyes kind of glaze over. Like, All right, yeah. you know what's what do we got next? You know, you're not paying attention to her. The gentleman is somebody who actively listens to his wife, fiance, again, whatever. You listen to their problems. You listen to their opinions. You're, you're very attentive to what they're saying. You're offering thoughts, not trying to be Mr. Fix-It, always solve sure. their problem, right. but you're listening to her. And you talk to just about any girl out there, that's something that they crave, is somebody who will listen to them and somebody who it's will huge. listen attentively to them with an ear, not just to fix everything. Sometimes they want that, but more so just to to hear what they have to it's say. To care about their feelings. Care, that's exactly. You want somebody who cares about the feelings, and that's what women want is, like you said, it's not always, I'm glad you said that. It's not always the fix-it fox. They first, if you're going to help fix it, do that on the back end of showing how sure. much you care. And initially, well, why don't you just tell them this? Look, she's telling you something about a friend. Her friend said something that hurt, and and all you want to do is jump to, why didn't you just tell them this? Listen to her feelings and care about the fact that she's hurt. I'll be, we've, we've named, we've uh, dropped the word, the buzzword vulnerable. I'll be fully vulnerable here. I struggle with this, and my wife, I think she does listen to these. She'll, she will be laughing and <laughs> echo and agreeing with what I'm saying here. I struggle sometimes because my brain tends to categorize like, okay, what's what's most important? Like, what do I need to be thinking about right now? What's yeah. what, what have I got to get done? And so I'll, I'll listen to something she's saying and my mind will immediately go to, okay, that's not the most important thing. So let me think about something more important. Right. That's not good. That's something I need to work on. I'm still continuing right. to work on. Like, it might be the most important thing in the world to her. And for me or, you know, for me or for you with your uh, significant other or whatever to just brush it off and be like, yeah, not important to me right now. That's horrible. That's yeah. awful. And so that's something that... Again, it, it might pale in comparison to what you're dealing with at work, but if it's important to her, listen to it. That's exactly it. Make what's important to her important to you. Um, leads us to the next thing. Which leads us to the here. next yeah. thing, which be excited about what she's excited about. Mm-hmm. Get into her world, right? Step into her shoes. What is she excited about? That's stupid. I couldn't care less about art. I mean, <laughs> whatever it is, right? And maybe that's the most important Pride thing in the world. Pride whatever. Like, Seriously. Yeah. My wife is really into Jane. Luckily, I've kind of gotten her off of that one. Thank goodness. <laughs> 80s music also. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I got her off of 80s. Aha was her favorite band. And oh, I think we finally that's moved past a terrible that. But take. Yeah. It's like, it's a one-hit wonder, man. Oh, they got plenty of hits. Like, name another thing other than Take On Me. I'll wait. Now, she knows all their backtracks. It's ridiculous. But nobody else can. Right. Either way, be excited. And, and honestly, when we were... Um, I was about to say dating. When we were courting, Ahav released an album. That was like the first thing I listened to. I pulled it up just to have a talking point. Yeah. Do you think I care about Aha? You could not have cared I less. I couldn't have cared less. <laughs> I mean, I, I am not, first off, I'm not in the 80s music. Second off, I just don't like their music all A lot much. of those who were listening were like, who is Aha? Who in exactly. the world is Aha? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Google it, A-H-A, and you'll be like, <laughs> I, I can't find anything. No, just kidding. Um, but... Once again, a be excited about what she's excited about. And I've tried to continue that. And so my wife gets into Waldorf education and other things. 
That becomes my excitement. Yeah. Am I as excited as she is? Of course not. But I will excitedly listen as she's telling me all about what's going on in her Be- world because it matters to her. Because it's Matthew 7, 12. Do unto others as you would have them do right. unto you. It's, it feels really good when you're passionate excited about something to get especially the person that you're closest in the world to to also get them excited about it. It's just a right. really good feeling. You know, it it puts your candle out in a way. If you're if you're just super excited about something and the person that you're really close to is like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. You know, it's like throwing a wet blanket on, on, right. on a burning fire. It's like, oh, okay. You know, and then you move on. That that's really unhealthy for a relationship to just, you know, have have things that you're not excited about together. And it doesn't mean that you're going to absolutely love aha or whatever it is that your um spouse or significant other is into, but do what you can to get excited and to be passionate and to share in their excitement, if that makes sense. Yeah. And if they don't with you, this is a big thing. Another thing a gentleman does, don't get bitter about it. If she yeah. if she does that to you and is the wet blanket and says, Oh, cool, call that out. Kindly, but call it out and go, you know, that actually really hurt when I was, I'm really excited about this and, and I was really hurt that you didn't take that seriously. I really try to get excited about some of the things you are. This is something I'm excited about. So just, that's not on our outline, but just as an aside, the gentleman doesn't get bitter toward his, toward his girl and just, well, she just doesn't care. Well, she's not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Exactly. That's immature. immature. It's childish. Call that out. Talk to her about your emotions, things like that. Next thing on here. And, and I'm actually going to let you take this because I like how you phrase this, but yeah. you had the idea. So, cherish her without deifying her. What do you mean yeah, by that? Yeah, so a gentleman cherishes without deifying. And this is, the deifying is what we were talking about with the desperate guy. He just puts his his wife or his girlfriend on, on a pedestal and I'm unworthy of yep. her, worships her almost in, in a way like she's just so amazing. She's the greatest. We don't think that's healthy. However, you should cherish. Mm. Cherish your wife. Cherish, and again, we're... We're fine line here because we know not everybody's married already. Right. But you know, in the context of heading for marriage or already married, you cherish her without deifying. There's a great book, Gary. I don't remember his last name. Gary Thomas. Thomas is it Gary Thomas? Probably wrote a book called Cherish that I read uh, last year, in which he described the way that you the way that you should treat your wife, and it's it's an adoration. It's the next line you've got on here. So he dotes on her without spoiling her. And I'll let you add on to that in here in just a second. But it's the idea that you you are going above and beyond to make sure she feels cherished, to make sure she feels special, but you're not worshiping the ground that she walks on. She knows her place. She knows that she's not the most important thing in the world. Because you can create a narcissist out of your wife yeah. based on the way you treat her, which you're about to get into. But I don't know. This one's tough to describe um, because cherishing and, and doting can easily lead to the deification, the spoiling. But I think there's a there's a line there if you want to get us into that. Yeah, I do like what you said, though, which is I mean, you're actively reading books. Like, read books about how to cherish your wife. Yeah. So many good parenting books. A gentleman is somebody who doesn't just go, well, I knew it all at, uh, at 17 years old. I knew how to treat a woman. I just never learned from there. No, we're still growing. Continue to grow. Like, yeah. we got the girl. We're married. I want to keep the girl, right? right. <laughs> I mean, I want to continue to grow in that. So I love the fact that you're reading. But yes, dotes on her without spoiling her. The gentleman dotes without spoiling. What do I mean by that? When you are trying to, you know, take care of your woman, your significant other, it's very nice to get her things. You got her, you know, I surprised her with XYZ, right? A box of chocolates, very cliche. The flowers we talked about. A date night. The date know. night. Could be something big. So how do we know when, what's the line between you're doting on her and you're giving her those things to all of a sudden you're spoiling her and she's expecting it? In my opinion, if she stops being grateful for it, you cross the line. You cross the line. And then you have that conversation and you say, I feel like the things that I'm doing, I'm not being like, you're, you seem very ungrateful for those things. You let them know that, okay, now we've crossed that line into she's feeling like, or, or you're feeling like you've spoiled her in that way. Doesn't mean you cut her off completely. It means you have that conversation. But these two things really go together. Cherish without deifying, 
take care of her without worshiping her. Like, make her as important. Go read Song of Solomon. I mean, he she is so important to him, but vice versa as feel well. Special, yeah. One of the great things about Song of Solomon, not to go off on this, we got to get through this. But one of the great things about Song of Solomon, it's one of the only ancient texts where the woman dotes on the guy and the yeah. woman describes the guy's body. You have plenty of ancient texts going all the way back where it's the other way around. Egyptian course, yeah. um, Egyptian poetry and things where the guy is describing the girl. She describes him. That's very atypical for that time period. That goes to show it goes both ways. Yeah. So she should be cherishing you. She should be doing those, these things as well. So if you have a girl that never, ever reciprocates, you're always coming out with the date nights. You're always giving the gifts. And she never does anything else. That's kind of a problem. Well, and once again, not to hit Matthew 7, 12 again, but I can almost guarantee you, if you do this well, it will be reciprocated. Yes. Unless you just have a terrible, unless you pick very poorly with the <laughs> right, person that case, you marry. Cut to yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't marry yeah. him. Don't marry him. Yeah, but if you if you pick well and this girl's got a very uh, a godly heart and a godly spirit, if you cherish her, if you, dote, if you dote on her, it's going to get reciprocated. Absolutely. Maybe not immediately, but it will eventually. And that don't do it out of selfish intention. Just, oh, maybe she'll spoil me or dote on me if I dote on her. Don't do it for that. But it will become like a mutual thing where you're just competing in a way yeah. with how much you dote on. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, right before we get into the next one, the gentleman also knows what his wife wants. When you're talking about doting, you're talking about cherishing, you pay attention to these things. Don't get her something. Hey, I got you this toaster for her for your birthday. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, unless she's I got specifically you a new set of golf clubs. Yeah. Like, okay. I thought you could go out on the range with me. And she hates golf, and she's <laughs> yeah. the most uncoordinated person on the planet. Like, I thought it could happen. No, know what she wants. Know what she's looking for. Even if she doesn't tell you, to the women, please give the guy something to go off of because that's really <laughs> difficult. But at the same time, my wife is great on this. You have plenty of interests, and so just get to know her interests. It goes back to be excited about her. Well, learn, ask questions, understand her. And for example, unless you brought, brought up flowers, my wife loves when I bring her flowers. She would much rather me spend eighty dollars on a dinner between the two of us yeah. than flowers. And so yeah. know these things. But right, right, right. Let's get us. Let's get in the yeah. next one. We got like two or three more, and we're already right up on our time here. Yeah. Um, he physically, a, a gentleman physically protects. His, his wife, his significant other, physically protects her. And this can be manifested in a lot of ways, but I'll let you get into some of those. The, the point here with this one is she needs to feel safe. She needs to feel secure. She needs yep. to feel like you as the man are going to protect her. Yep. And if she doesn't feel that way, that's on you. That's something you need to take responsibility for because that's, again, they may not admit that's what every woman wants is to right. feel physically protected and feel safe. What How does this manifest itself, though? Get into some of these. Yeah. People don't think about this very often, but... One of the things my wife thought was interesting, because my parents had taught me this, um, shout out to mom and dad for teaching me this, walk on the outside of the sidewalk, let her walk on the like inside. Like in between the road and her. In between the road and her. You let her walk on the building side, you walk on the on the car and, and street side. Why does that matter? If something hops the curb, I don't want my wife getting hit, right. that's me. So I would actually kind of go around, if we were holding hands, I would go around and hold her hand on the other side and be walking on, you know, making sure... And it was just something that small, but she really noticed it and it mattered to my wife a lot because it's one of those things. Another thing would be you got another guy coming, especially if it's a bigger man, um, walk in front of her, right? Either kind of make your way in front of her to make sure that she knows, hey, if this guy does anything, you're the first line of defense. It's not, you're not letting her walk in front and, hey, I'll be behind you if you need. Or like, tied to this, don't leave her alone in a crowd. Like you're just walking so fast ahead and you look, oh, where'd, where'd she go? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, pay attention. Exactly. You want to be thinking about her physical safety at all yeah. times, her physical health. Doesn't mean you're obsessive about it. It means put these things, make these things part of you so that you do step in front of her. Carry the bags, right? The luggage, like, 
I've seen guys where the wife has to carry the luggage upstairs at a hotel or whatever, and you're going, what are you doing? Right. Like, I don't care. That's such a bad look. If you have to make five trips, you do it. Your wife doesn't carry the bags. And that doesn't mean she can't carry any bag. You carry the heaviest, the biggest, whatever, the bulkiest. Make sure that you're taking care of those There's so many things. You got open door. Hold the door open. Open their car door. Fix Um, things for them when they're broken. Make sure that she's not the one out there having to... To, to install a fence or you know whatever it is like go to the electrical box and work on the breakers that's not her role and maybe she's good at it good for her if she is your wife My does wife some, is, I yeah, was going to say your wife it, yeah. is really talented in some of those ways your dad taught her that's really cool but to the best of your ability I've seen guys while they're inside watching YouTube their wife is out there <laughs> fixing the car like what are you that's doing that's not great yeah. <laughs> get out there and go, go do something so just don't be that guy um, I'll let you take the last one second to last you set the relationship for the expectation reverse or, that <laughs> You set the expectations there you go. for the relationship. There we go. Set the expectations. I almost said it again. Set the expectations for the relationship. Maybe you ought to take the last one. Maybe I should take the last one. But, but the idea here is you ought to know. We talked about this a lot. We beat it to death. Beat a dead horse in the last episode. Yeah, the intentionality. Yeah. About the intentionality of dating and, and courtship and such. Same thing here. You set the expectations. Where where are you hoping the relationship is going to go? If you're leading toward marriage, if you're in marriage, where is your marriage going? Do you have an idea of what you want out of your marriage? That's not for her to decide. Your job is to be the leader. Your job is to to go out into battle, so to speak, and say, this is where we're going, and I'm going to fight for Financially, it. Financially, health, uh, spiritually, spiritually there's yeah. so many areas with this that, and we've, we've hit on this in previous episodes, that if... If you let your wife set the tone, or even worse, your kids set the tone, yeah. you're doing a miserable job as a husband, as a father. Yep. And so you set the expectations. We're gonna we're gonna eat this way. We're gonna do this with our I mean, with our entertainment choices again spiritually, which gets us into this last one. A gentleman does everything he can to draw both himself and his 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 wife to closer to God. Yeah. This is probably the fifth episode we've talked about this. That's on you as the spiritual leader. And so, again, this is not an exhaustive list. There are so many other things we could have talked about. But these are the things that we felt were the most important because the world and society, there's a lot of all these other types of guys out there. You probably could, as we went through the jerk and the goofball and the 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 uh, desperate and the, the, the fraud, the friend, you could probably name a lot of guys in your life that, oh, yeah, that's pretty close to this guy. Yeah. Do everything you can to be the gentleman. It, it's it's doable. These are oh, – yeah. think about these things. These things are not hard, like listening to your spouse. Man, right. that's really tough. No, it's not. Carrying the bags, opening doors. These are very easy things, but you have to train yourself. If, if you're not somebody that is used to doing, doing things that way – Man, start working on that oh, now, yeah. especially if you're not married, because man, you will impress your your fiance or your wife if you already have a lot of these things mastered by the time you get closer to marriage. I'll tell you to that point. This is going to sound weird. Practice with your parents, with your siblings, and with your friends. Sure. Um, you know, well, my parents for my spouse, like they're not my, they're not even anywhere close. If you're emotionally available for your parents, if you're not being fake to your parents, and you're able to have yep. this, um, man, if your relationship with your mom is really good. A lot of times, somebody who has a good relationship with their mom has a good relationship with their wife. Vice versa. The way with the, you treat your sister as well, yeah. Right, right. And and vice versa with the girl. How's her relationship with her dad, right? That's, those things are going to come in. But as the gentleman, practice these things ahead of time. Be emotionally available with your friends. Be leaders amongst your friends. Make sure you're drawing them closer to God. Um, actively listen to them and work on helping them through their problems, things like that. If you're reliable, faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in much, as, as you know Jesus talks about. And so... We wanted to present these, but as I said at the beginning, you may go, I mean, you completely missed this one or that one or whatever it is. Comment. Let Let us us know. know. We would love to know if we're missing one on here, something that you've run across where you say, man, I know this guy and he's exactly like this and drives me nuts. Whatever it is, 
we'd love to know because, um, again, I don't think this is an exhaustive list. It certainly is an exhaustive list when it comes to being a gentleman. So yep. the other thing, if you want to comment, what makes a gentleman in your eyes? What are some things that um, you look at as the pinnacle? Maybe the, the James Bond, I don't think he's a gentleman, I think he's a womanizer, but you may look at that and say, I always thought this was important as a gentleman. Something like that that we missed, and so let us know as well. Yeah, and the that. way I think of it is like, what do, what do I want to teach my son? Yeah. Like, what are some things, there you go. the doors and the bags and all those things are things I want to teach him. But yep. anything else to wrap us up? I don't think so. This has been a... You know, not to pat ourselves on the back, pretty good episode. We hope it's. I'd been like he- to think, yeah, yeah. We hope it's been <laughs> helpful. Again, like Joe said, comment. Let us know if we miss anything with any one of these areas. But we're gonna wrap right there. This has been episode thirty. Still crazy to to say that out loud. Episode no thirty. We'll be back, Lord willing, next week for episode thirty-one of the Godly Young Men podcast. Thanks for watching.